You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Good morning. Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. Today we're presented by Balance 7. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Apparently he's going to try out for Paul Gasol's team. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. Just one ounce a day, three times a day in a week, you'll see the effects. So I actually didn't realize this, but uh, pregnant women have to worry about pH balancing. So, you know, that's something else to think about. And when they say athletes, let's be honest, we're all athletes. How we work, we're always bending and putting ourselves in different, uh, putting strains on our body, putting ourselves in different pretzel like And being a dad, right? Being a dad, you're always running around scooping these kids up. Having your pH level balanced and being able to get natural energy is really going to help you feel good and play good. You can see how Balance 7 has helped. Right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, it's balance7, the number 7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout. If it worked for Lamar Odom, it can work for you too. Balance er, Untapped Keg is also brought to you by. What's up, everybody? Let me go ahead and knock this bad boy out real quick. Also presented by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football. As teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season, as always, Bet Online is your number one sport, or excuse me, spot. I'm just my mind's on sports right now, but number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half a million dollar NFL mega contest. Again, that's half a million dollars NFL mega contest, the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest. Open now at bet online so guys please head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 percent welcome bonus take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers dallas cowboys obviously that game has already happened that's already done with but go to their website you guys and you could get up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now let's go ahead and get to the show. Talk about some good things today, RJ. What we got planned today, man? Well, you're tapping into some untapped keg right now, part of a, the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, we're here talking about our sobriety, mental health, everything around life, and we bring a little bit of light with some serious topics. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good, good friend, Monte Ball. You know, <clears throat> we got some fun stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about uh, pa- different paths of recovery, talking about maybe a little bit of uh, what happens with relapse and how that's not the end or necessarily a new beginning, but could be something on your journey. Um, also talking about uh, just what we have going on in our lives. So let's get right to it. How you doing, sir? How are you feeling today? Tired. I am exhausted right now, but not in a bad way exhausted. Just exhausted just because I was up super late last night. So I had the opportunity to drive to Milwaukee and catch David Chappelle. Good old Dave Chappelle um, at Summerfest in Milwaukee last night. And obviously, after the show, ended about 10.30 p.m., hit the road, got home about 12.50. 
Uh, I'm a little tired, but but it was good, man. It was good. Uh, it was good being around people. Probably not that many people, but it was so good to be around people and and obviously to see Dave Chappelle. Uh, but I'm good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm up and awake, happy, about to get some coffee after this Sunday football. I mean, what's there to complain about, man? What's there to complain about right now, Sunday football? Um, I'm excited. What, what about yourself, There's man? There's a truth to that. Here, here's my question for you before I talk about yeah. myself. Uh, when you're around people, were you able to feel comfortable or were you a little bit uh, anxious, depending on oh. the uh, amount of mass that were around you? Super anxious because it's the first time I've been around that many people in a in a long time, um, and it just felt. Oh well, no, I take that back. I've been to I, I did go to a Bucks game. I take that back. It's only the second time I've been around that many people, um, in a long time, and yeah, it's real, real, real anxious just because you just don't know. You're standing super close to people. Obviously, we're all masked up. You just don't. You just really, really anxious. Some people didn't have their mask on. Some people did, of course, bumping you and, and breathing near you. Um, it was it was a little I was a little worried, but, you know, I'm vaccinated. I had my mask on uh, my hand sanitizer in my pocket and, and everything went well. But uh, but it was different. Yeah. It was different. And you can only do what you can do, right? That's, you can. Yeah. So when yeah. I went to the Brewer game last weekend. I could not relax and enjoy the game because, like, people just were not giving me space, it felt like. Um, but yeah. it is what it is. One thing I took solace in is the fact that uh, you don't hear about super spreader events being sporting events. You hear of being different, like, inside events. And yeah, yeah, yeah. with that being outside, uh, hopefully, it, you know, hopefully... That helps things, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel good so far. I'd be feeling something. I would assume if it was anything besides allergies. <laughs> you know, you'd think leaving Wisconsin, you'd leave the Wisconsin allergies in Wisconsin, but nope. It's still, no. it's still got ragweed out here, and let me tell you, that is <laughs> messing with me this year. So, uh, for those who don't know, I moved from Wisconsin to Virginia this week. Uh, I am in Virginia with my family right now. Uh, my whole setup, I'm on totes that we have yet to unpack right now. My nice. coffee table is also totes filled with toys. Um, and we're just kind of trying to figure out how we're going to set this house up for the next year or so. But, you know, we have a pretty pretty interesting episode ahead. Last week, we really highly, with football starting up, highly recommend last week's episode, which was it was some really, really good content about it how was. fandom affects your mental health. And we really recommend checking that video out. And then hopefully we can have more people on in the future to talk about it. Because that's a subject that we haven't, I haven't seen delved into, I should say, the impact of a fandom on mental health. And then we could get into yeah. like movie, like that kind of fan, fandom, TV shows, books. Um, because that's another level too. So right, right. No, it was a good. It was a great episode. Yeah, it. That we had a different take, a different take on on an important topic. Yeah. Um, and and everybody really should check that one out, especially if if you call yourself a, a super fan, um, for a team. Yeah, that's a really good one to check out. We got to make sure that your mental health, our mental health, um, as we are cheering, screaming, rooting for our favorite teams, got to make sure that our mental health is still okay. Because at the end of the day. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being a fanatic. Absolutely not. But you got to remember that uh, you know once the game is over, once once that final whistle is blown, uh, if your team did lose, try not to let let that loss, let your emotions stay there um, for that game. And you sit on the couch a little longer if you need to after the game is over, but make sure you leave all of your emotions right there for that game. Um, negative emotions, I'll say. Um, but after that, take care of your business and move on. Agreed. So, what do we got, man? We got today. We got. Let's let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's jump in. Ooh. Well, I'll let you go first, man. With what? With with? Uh, actually, no, no, no. It makes more sense for me to go yeah, first. I think it does yeah. make more sense for you. Right, right, right. And uh, you guys. So again, I'm Ted K. This is our Friday podcast. RJ and I both 
are in recovery from alcohol. And, and our goal is just to create this safe space for folks um, just to have a place to listen to. Uh, we're not experts. We're not geniuses when it comes to the scientific background or the studies that come with the use of substances slash opioids as well. Um, we are just two guys who wanted to just open up emotionally, show other men that we can talk about these things and just continue to create this safe space for folks just to listen and or hop on and speak with us. So the conversation that I'm going to bring to the table today is from this lovely book that I have, uh, you know, when I when I took the course to become a recovery coach. Um, one important one important aspect of this is the context of recovery. Um, so what does recovery look like to you? Like what contextually speaking, what does that look like? Like which route did you take? And there's three different routes right here. So solo recovery. And in parentheses, it also says natural recovery involves the use of one's own intrapersonal and interpersonal resources, family, kinship and social network to resolve addiction problems without the benefit of professional treatment or involvement in a recovery group. That's the first one. The second one, treatment-assisted recovery, involves the use of professional help in the initiation and st stabilization of recovery. I've been struggling with that word this morning, stabilization. But again, treatment-assisted recovery involves the use of professional help in the initiation and stabilization of recovery. And the third and final one, peer-assisted recovery, involves the use of structured recovery, mutual aid groups to initiate and or maintain recovery. So RJ, I'll let you go first, man. I'll let you go first. Of Where do you see yourself um, fall in this, like this context of recovery, solo recovery, treatment assisted recovery, peer assisted recovery? Well, I think that my first, uh, you know, seven ish years was definitely solo. Um, right. I just kind of kept to myself uh told people i didn't drink uh you know did that kind of uh way basically you know my partner helped me a lot and then i had some friends that helped me along the way too um i was lucky enough in that regard but then i would say since we started the podcast it almost has turned into a peer assisted not necessarily that you have like professionals there but just you know, talking with everybody out there, getting their stories, getting other people's stories and hearing uh, some of the AA paths or uh, ways to look into recovery that has kind of morphed it somewhat into uh, a little bit of a both of a solo and a peer. But just for me, I was able to uh, just be done. And I'm so stubborn that... You know, some people call it willpower, but it was really just me being so stubborn that I wasn't going to give in, that I could dig my feet in. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm more stubborn than a rock sometimes. That's what my partner likes to say. So uh, that's and it. There's some truth to it. So that is my path. How about yours, Mons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine. uh yeah, mine for sure started out with treatment assisted recovery. Um, hopping straight into therapy. Um, you know, doing session after session after session, talking about some things that I've been through, gone through, talking about some things that I've done. Um, there's moving on from, you know, obviously what you know, why I went down the path of of self medicating, uh significantly self medicating. Um, and that obviously came about, you know, me getting to that realization obviously came about due to the help of professionals. Um, but yeah, I think as of right now, yeah, I still obviously see see my guy um, do what I need to do with him. But I think it is more right now, peer assisted recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so started treatment assisted recovery now shifted a little bit more into use a little both. But I would say a little more of peer assisted recovery. Absolutely. With this podcast, with URJ, with obviously dan the man who hops on um you know we've really done a great job of creating this 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 network of, of people who we can kind of just call text or what have you and, and talk about this important stuff we've obviously helped out some folks as well who have shared with us you know how they have limited their drinking 
because of you know what we've been sharing on our podcast and 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 all of the above. So for me, treatment assisted recovery uh, at first was like a hundred percent, and now it's more so like a sixty forty. No, I'll actually say a seventy thirty. Seventy percent being peer assisted, and and now treatment assisted recovery is about thirty percent. So, and 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 I think this is really good. This is this is helpful. It's helping me. Yeah, it's it it's helped me tremendously. Like I've yeah. uh, I've said. I didn't call myself an alcoholic before this podcast. I uh didn't I didn't realize I was white knuckling uh which is like you basically mm-hmm. are going sober but, but you're removing the your toxin or your substance that you're dependent on but you don't look into or go into uh why you were consuming yep. so heavily, why you were uh on the verge of where you were uh so because i didn't go over that really like i was at a very high um i was at a very high let's what's the word i want susceptibility of relapse right uh Right. and i could tell that too where i had my urges were way um like way more uh visceral the Mm -hmm a couple of years ago than they have been since we started this podcast. So Thank you, like, hearing other people's like uh, playing the tape till the end, hearing that um, hearing other, how other people go about the recovery journey has helped me so much as far as right. pure assisted goes compared to where I was at solo. And uh, I'm not saying that solo is bad because I, that was just my baseline. That's where I started. That was my foundation. And then, right. uh, it's just been built upon and it's been so it's just it's been awesome like i mean it, and then i you know i have gone to therapy but i go more to therapy trying to uh i've i don't even think i've ever really talked with therapists about my uh substance dependency it was more it's been just like emotional intelligence just trying to get better with it absolutely than it has absolutely. been uh about the substance. So that's where well, we are. And like knowing, knowing these different routes you can take too, like, you know, that is so helpful. Just knowing the yeah. basics it, that's, that has to do with everything that has to do with, uh, even I would say, you know, like any sport, that's what practice is. You learn the basics and then you take it to a next level. Like that's what this is. This is knowing the basics so that when it comes game time, when you are feeling these cravings, you know what works for you to help put that, yeah. put that to rest. Absolutely. I mean, I, I that stuff's important. It really, really is to understand your journey. Um, we're bringing this point up for that exact reason. Um, there's nothing wrong with looking back and seeing how far you've come. Um, even if it is only 10 days, 12 days, 15 days. I was talking to a guy yesterday who has only been sober for 10 days. And he was kind of talking to me in a way as if, you know, my journey was better just because I have more numbers under my belt, uh, more days under my belt. And that's, that is the, just the wrong way to look at it. Um, which I didn't say that to him that you're looking at the wrong way. I'd obviously shared with him that, 10 days is one heck of a milestone. Um, it most definitely is. So we share this because there's nothing wrong with looking back and seeing how far you've come and also seeing which path you you've chose, like which path you, you decided to walk on. Um, because as we stated earlier in a lot of our episodes, there's a million ways up the hill, a million, million ways up the hill. Um, and that's just what the, that's what the awesome thing about, the awesome thing about the recovery community is not every single person uses the same path. And that's just what makes it that much more special is you can actually sit there and talk to four different people and they've chosen four different paths. Um, and there may be a path that you're not even familiar with that someone, you know, like, like hopped on and, and you can just gain more information from that. Maybe it'll help you in the fourth quarter of your recovery journey, fourth quarter of your life. Um, so that's just the beauty about it. So yeah, that's I'm I'm glad you shared that, RJ. Um your path, my path, and 
you know, I think that's going to be something we're going to put up on Twitter as well um, in our Facebook page is maybe a poll or some sort nah, probably not a poll. Um, that's more of our sports podcast, but we'll we'll put this question up just to maybe see what people have have walked. Which 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 path have you walked? Um, but yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool one right there. And, you know, one thing I'll say is you got to get to 10 days before you can get to a year. So absolutely, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just starting is like that. Listen, in the recovery community, we live in a glass house, right? We don't, we do, we can't throw stones because we have had stones thrown at us or, you know, you can see everything that we have. You can see our underwear. You can see the skeletons. Uh, you know, one thing I've said is you don't go sober because things are good, right? You don't go sober <laughs> right. because you're you're living such a great life. You go sober to make your life better, to make things better. Um, and that's important to remember uh, when you are talking to people on the recovery, their own recovery journey, and we call it a journey because it is. There's no start and there's no finish line. Like, you know, the right. finish line is honestly death. And that's it. You get mm-hmm. there in old age or you get there younger, but this this journey's never going to be over in our lives. And no. it's important to remember that in context as well. So, you know, we, I've been seeing on Twitter, uh, you know, rec- we follow a hashtag recovery posse, which is fantastic. A lot of uh, recovery people on Twitter. It's such a bright and vibrant community, but every once in a while, um, there is kind of people who get a little bit down. Part of it is relapse, and we've talked about relapse in the past, but yeah. I've seen some people are uh, going through a relapse again. And the thing is about this journey, and we call it a journey, again, because that's what it is. It's not a race. Right. It's not a marathon. It's just you walking your path. And it, the way that I like to envision it is it's it's a very winding path. You could be going straight for a little while, and then there's a fork in the road, or there's a little bit of a, you know, a, a big wind around a hill. And that could be seen as relapse too, right? The only way that relapse can keep you down is if you don't continue with where you're going. Um, the f- Having, you know, I have never personally relapsed, but that doesn't mean that I have not had the cravings. I've had the bottle to my lips before. I have, uh, last year was some of the most uh, intense cravings that I've had, just hanging out with the guys after storm work, working 16 hours and watching them, you know, drink and have fun and just remembering those good times. But one thing that gets me through those is... The fact that I like the idea of alcohol, and I know I don't like the reality of alcohol. And I think that looking at things that way, not just like relapse, but um, in life, in relationships, you can look at that too. Like, uh, let's say, you know, you have an ex that you miss sometimes. Do you really miss your ex or do you miss the idea that you're making of your ex, right? Uh, right. Or a friend who was very toxic and you don't really talk to very much anymore. Do you miss your friend or do you miss the idea of your friend? Do you miss what you know you see in TV shows and you're like, oh, our relationship was like that. But was it really? Right? So that's something that um, to think about as far as when you get cravings. Like, are you, and that's part of playing tape to the end. Are you really missing it or are you missing the idea of it? Because the at, at the end of it, you're not going to feel like you think you're going to feel. Um, but oh, then with so relapse true. too, if the next day you wake up and you start again, like there is such power in that. There's such strength in that. You could just give up. You could say, that's it. I'm done. Like, I guess it's just me. And you just are are going to give into it. But taking that step the next day and continuing on the journey, it doesn't mean that your journey is less than somebody else's. It just, it's right. your journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, great points. Great points. And you're right. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of beauty in the recovery 
process the recovery community because mm-hmm. you know we're we're all adults we can sneak away and get a drink without anybody knowing we can sneak away and 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 use without some people maybe all people who knows knowing but you are making that decision to not you're making that decision to 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 better your life to not go down that path there that's just it's just remarkable remarkable just self-reflecting understanding the direction that you want to take your life understanding that you you're grabbing control of your life mm-hmm. and saying screw you to the substance screw you toxic person what have you i'm done i'm done i'm ready just to move on with my life better my life leave the substance use leave toxic people in my past and, and and move on there's so much power in that and you can give that power to your children to to your friends to to whatever you share it with them in a sense not give it to them but share it with them um because just the over, overcoming adversity that's just really what it comes down to and i don't want to get too cliche here but it's it's there's a lot of beauty in the journey and again looking back on how far you've come or how far you've walked there's power in that. There's a lot of power in that. So it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. And I, and I think it's important to understand which path you've walked. And also to understand what RJ stated as well is that there's, there's, you know, 10 days and you relapse on the 11th doesn't mean those 10 days are gone. Right. And that's something that we get back to Amelie. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. That episode, like, what she laid out, and that's another, that's in our best of playlist. You know, go check it out in on uh, yeah. YouTube. But like her podcast had such, we only had an hour with her, and I wish we had five because there were so many nuggets in that podcast, right. in that episode that she brought that just like left us speechless. Like things, ways to think that you didn't even think were possible. Like. Spinning stuff, finding positive, but not doing it in a way that you're demeaning what happened, that you're ta- you're forgetting what happened. It's like you're paying homage to how, uh, to what has happened to you up to that point, and then yeah, yeah. the fact that you continue, like it. The easiest thing to do is to just not, right? And that's just. That goes with just about everything. Like the easiest thing to do is just not. As in, um, like just to, just to quit. Yeah, just to just to absolutely. not do something. Period. Oh right, absolutely. So yeah. the fact that you could go through something like relapse, which can just, I mean, take all the wind out of sails and everything, but then you're like, you know what? I can do this, and you go again. And let's yeah. say you get to. A year, and then you relapse, you only made it 30 days, and then another one. Like, guess what? That's okay. That's a year and 30 days. Like, you can do it. You are showing yourself you can do it if you choose to look at it like that. Um, True. There is a a lot of power in our choices, right, that we give our choices, but also in the choices that are there. Um, It's just, and then knowing the basics, knowing the the paths that you can take. Like it doesn't have to be just, we talked about it with ourselves. It doesn't have to be one path. You don't have to do it solo. You don't have to do it just, uh, you know, therapy or I can't remember what that one was called. And you don't just have to do it peer. Right. 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 Is it professional? Is that the same one? Oh yeah. I'll get the actual name, but that's essentially what it is. Is is professional. You could do a mixture of them. You could do like a third of all three. Yeah. And here's the thing too. I think uh, we, we most definitely can't, can't miss out on, on sharing this. Um, yeah, exactly what we're, what RJ said. Yeah. RJ where, where it's that. Yeah. You, you go a year and 30 days and you relapse on the 31st day or um, doesn't mean that those, you know, that year and 30 days is gone with, you know, that's still one heck of a milestone, but there's also, this as well you know if you do see yourself continuously relapsing then maybe you need to you know take a step back and, and choose a, a a different path choose a new path that being maybe you need to hop into treatment assisted recovery where you possibly see a therapist psychiatrist get the 
proper medication to help you out. Um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Because there's not, it doesn't mean that you're going to be on this forever, this medication forever, or even have to see your therapist forever. Maybe that's just the help that you need right now to get you to that point of continuously stacking the days, stacking the months, the years, et cetera. Um, so we do sit here and talk about, you know, you go 10 days and relapse, you still have 10 days. You go 20 days and relapse, you still have 20 days. That is still true. But obviously, if you see yourself continuously relapsing, you know, month after month after month after month, then maybe we need to start talking about maybe some MAT treatment, some some medicated assistant treatment uh, or treatment assisted recovery, all of the above. There's nothing wrong with that path whatsoever, you guys. Not one bit. Um, so you just have to be true to yourself, honest with yourself, really. That's where it comes down to, just being honest with yourself. Because I shared, obviously, we all can sneak away and get a drink or use or what have you, but you're not being honest with yourself. You're only fooling yourself. So just take that time to self-reflect and make sure that you are on your own path. And if it's not working, there's many other paths you can choose. And what Sorry, we're talking about here, no, you're you're fine. You, that was you are very articulate. I don't tell you that enough. Like what you say, um, <laughs> you take things that are sometimes complex and simplify them for the layman, such as myself. Um I appreciate it, man. <laughs> one thing that we don't talk about enough that what we're talking about here is a difference and we're talking about uh sobriety but then there's recovery in that so like you don't have to be constantly sober to be constantly recovering right recovery is a process man exactly yeah. like what that we're is- talking about when we talk about a journey really is our recovery journey because sobriety right. is just a part of that recovery mm-hmm. and Sometimes we get lost in that, right? Sometimes we just yeah. see the the trees. And I love that saying, and you know I love that saying, but we, we miss that forest a little bit. You know, we see what's <laughs> right in front of our nose, but we don't see what's all the way out there, you know? that. Well, you can't see anything. Horizon. Well, you, you moved away from the forest. <laughs> right? There's a lot of forests here. <laughs> just wait till you come visit. True. It's pretty sweet. Anyway. Um, (laughs) you know it's just you can still recover from a substance while relapsing that's something that Mm. you need to take into account like that you could have steps and you could have these massive triggers and they exist like life is not simple life is very complex it's it's not it's not easy like the society we have built has challenges, roadblocks, and gates set up everywhere that you have well, to try to navigate around. Well, right. I didn't get started on that, where it's the, well, we, we have a great foundation of a democracy, but it's just ran by crooks. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> just leave it at that. Boom. Yep. It's a great foundation, a great democracy, great constitution in a sense, but just ran by crooks. Crooks took it over, and we and we and we've been trying for decades to to get rid of them. But anyways, so I'll let you continue. <laughs> you have you have all of this, and you're living your life. It's very easy uh, to fall into the trappings. Like I think that all of us want some level of escapism. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's why I love stories. That's why I love um, you know I like thinking about trying to make. The next, you know, my kids, when they get older, my grandkids, a world that is better for them than it was for previous, right? I want that. I want to try to build that. And the way to try to build that is by trying to make it equity a thing. Make it so that everybody starts with the same. Everybody is given a box, all right? And you get to take things that you like and you put in your box. And that that makes up you. That's your personality. What's in the box? And sometimes you'll take things out and set it to the side because really I didn't like that thing. But instead of... He said, what's people, in the box? Right? <laughs> instead of seven. people just uh, <clears throat> taking the box and shoving you into it and keeping yeah. you in that box, which is kind of where we are right now. And, you know, the context that I thought about that in was... uh. On my drive, I had 16 hours driving alone in a U-Haul. 
Uh, so I got to thinking about some stuff. And one of the things I thought about was Wisconsin's culture, they take a box and they shove you into it and you're in that box. And oh, what I want yeah. is I want to give that box to somebody and I want to say, all right, you show me what what's in that box. What are Who are you? And you pick things out and you put them in. And guess what? That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's what it should be. That's how life should be. We should be to that level of a society, but we can't be because we don't talk about it enough. And, you know, that there's also, like, obviously societal goods, uh, the common good that we can talk about in that uh, how, you know, it has... To, what you put in the box can't be damaging to that, right? Um, but that's also changing sometimes. So, yeah, that's that. Me thinking about like why I was moving from Wisconsin to Virginia, like that is the reason because I feel like where we are right now, and I, I have already felt it, is you're given the box and you get to pick it out and put it in. Compared yeah. to Wisconsin, where I was forced into a box and I had to be this person, and I realized that like I didn't. I wasn't who I was there because I felt like I couldn't be. Like, I couldn't tell people that I enjoy anime. I couldn't tell people that I still enjoy Ninja Turtle cartoons. Couldn't tell people, like, I really like sci-fi. I think sci-fi is wonderful. Like, I love Star Wars. I love the imagination of it all. Uh, But because I didn't, you know, I, I grew up in a city. I didn't work on a farm. I... Uh, you know, didn't have a job until I was 18. Um, like those things are looked down upon. So you kind of just don't talk about them. You don't drink, you know, there's another one. Right. Uh, right. Just, there's a lot of that where they keep you. If you are outside that box, you feel you're made to feel uncomfortable. It's a really good point. I never really thought about that because yeah, it's, it's, would you, would you say that that's sort of the Midwest midwestern way where you know thank your farmers um shop locally um well you know you know root for the packers or or you know obviously that's just wisconsin um no like like what you just said because that's here too right thank the farmers um shop locally but i think it is midwestern in that you think that there's a path to a good life and you think there's only one path to that good life. I think that is a Midwestern staple. Um, That's true. And I don't work, get up early at 5am work, get off work at nine PM. Yeah. yeah. Blue collar, like, Mm -hmm. you know, look down on uh, white collar people that they don't know what they're talking about. Even if they do, Um, you know, a little bit of misogyny. Absolutely. Um, Work ethic Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, you know, if if you meet someone who was a farmer, you automatically think they have the best work ethic ever, even if they may not. How do you know? You don't. You know, you can meet someone who was born and raised in the city and they have a better work ethic than a farmer. But that's something that is it like the stereotypes are taken yeah. to an extreme. Like they yeah. are almost held up, like not just like a tradition, but almost like a uh uh, sacred belief, like a badge of honor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stereotypes that how stereotypes are taken. So, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, this guy I used to work with, he he said uh, Giannis was too selfish to win a championship. I was like, what? Well, what does he even yeah, mean by he that? Takes takes twenty shots a game, and I'm like, yeah, but he has like fifteen assists a game. Well, that that's that's less than his shots. It's like. Okay, he he went out and won a championship and he did everything. Like he that's what he's done his entire career, but because he sees the twenty shots, he assumes he's a ball hog. Or because he's a point guard, he assumes he's a ball hog. And it's just like stuff like that that you can't see. And I wonder, you know, we're talking about sports here a little bit, but I wonder if that goes to a little bit of uh what the Badger football program's problems are, because they think that they can take kids and build them up through hard work instead of getting the talent and building the talent up, right? Like, 
there's that mythos of the Wisconsin program that there is yeah. truth to, right? J.J. Watt was one right. star, uh, and he was a tight end. Um, yeah, I mean, you do you have these success stories, but right, they're the exception; they're not the rule. Jimmy Leonard, and Jim Leonard, exactly, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, so I don't know how we got on this topic, but. I'm kind of glad we did because I wanted to keep that box uh, metaphor (laughs) before I lost it. Right. Well, no, I think it's, uh, I think this all still ties into play with mental health is where you are, you and your family obviously took a step back and realized that this is just not it. This is not what we want. And we're going to make a change, a healthy change, uh, not a, not an impulsive uh, change in a sense. You, You guys thought it out. And, and made that move for obviously your children um, and yourselves. Uh, I think this ties in perfectly with everything that we've been talking about, where it's this, you know, take a step back, look at the journey that you've hopped on, you know, do a self-diagnostic check. Is it working? How are you feeling? What's going on in between your ears? Um, do you see yourself on the same path 10 years from now? If not, then maybe we need to choose a different route. If those urges are getting too loud, then maybe we need to choose a different route. And we share those three routes here, um, but I'm sure there are probably 10 to 15 to 20 different routes. Um, so we just encourage everybody like to just do that. some research. Yeah, yeah, do some research. Do your own research. That's the beauty about it, this, this a la carte approach. You know, you can take medication but not see a therapist. Or you can see a therapist and not take medication to see a therapist, and which is kind of the route that I'm on. Where no, 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 I, no, I take antidepressants. I'm, I'm I'm vocal about that. But um, or you you can just see a therapist, not take any medication, and then just be with your peers um, who are also in recovery. So this all ties into where your location, your physical location, can can hamper your 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 recovery journey. Absolutely. Your physical location can so true. cause problems with your recovery, your environment. I mean, we all know that your environment is important when it comes to your recovery. I mean, super important, actually. And <laughs> that's something that I've been vocal about is like my hometown is a trigger for me. It is yeah. a, um, I go there and I drink so much there and so often like i remember where the good spots are and it hasn't changed they're still the same spots um i go there and it's like i'm supposed to drink even though it's been almost eight years like i still have that intense feeling to drink not to mention that i just feel shame for how i acted like drunk like I was not always a fun drunk. I was not always a good person when I was drunk. I mean, that's why I don't right. drink anymore. Um, exactly. Mm. And that's 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 huge. Like in I started to feel like I was stuck with where I was. Like I was not I was not happy with where I was uh honestly really at all. Like I just felt like I was doing the same things over and over and over. I was stuck in ruts. So, um, and then, you know, my partner absolutely felt the same way. So it's like, okay, where do we want to move to? Like, what are some things we can do? And then uh, we went from there. We did some research and there were probably like six places we looked at. So Mm -hmm. I'm unsure about the summers here. I just want to put that out there right now. I might be really regretting this come july next year but uh it's hot i heard it's really really hot i'm I'm gonna have to get used to it so well we covered some good stuff man i mean i don't want to just we covered some good stuff this is a this was like our most on track episode and i haven't taken my adhd (laughs) so medication yet so (laughs) we have stayed on topic (laughs) But no, we covered some good things. So again, wow. these three pathways of recovery, and, I, and there's so many more. Um, but again, peer, the peer route, obviously the the medication route or the solo route, um, and and also you know the other point that we made today as well is you know your your relapse if you did relapse, understand that those days, those hours, those minutes, you still have, you still possess, you can still build on those. 
Um, it does not mean it's all over. Um, but also, I wanted to add on that the whole the, the asterisk where it's like, okay, but if you do see yourself relapsing constantly, then maybe we need to choose a new path. Maybe we need to explore a different route. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, the most successful people I've been around have failed more times than they have succeeded. I'll say that again. The most successful people I've been around have failed more times than they have succeeded. That's just what it is. They just didn't stop failing. If I failed, okay, I'm going to try again. Failed, okay, I'm going to try again. Failed, okay, I'm going to try again. And then you will succeed. That's because you don't see failure as like an end point. Or like you don't perceive it as a negativity. Like that's something that we do too much of that we get scared of. We get... We paralyze ourselves with hypotheticals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then well, when it happens, you know, it's your worst fear. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that's yeah. that's so real. Like, how are you going to take that next step when your hypotheticals might become come to pass or, you know, things like things like that, I guess. And, you know, this. I don't know. Uh, maybe us trying to uh, come up with outlines for the show is working because <laughs> this, like, this is our shortest show, and I feel like we covered the most ground. But I think so too. Let's yeah. Take this. Um, what are you planning on doing today? You're just gonna watch some football. That's it, man. I'm just watching football today. What game? Just watching football besides today. Packers and Broncos. What game are you most we excited gotta- to see? Into sports, we're, we're, just, we're gonna lighten it up a almost, little bit because we're almost on the we're almost on the hour mark. Well, I'm just just real quick, real quick. What oh, uh, game are you most excited to see? Well, obviously Broncos Giants game because I, I I got I got a lot of Besides pressure on <laughs> Broncos and Packers. Oh, he's that. <laughs> what team? Um, what team do you want to see how they play? Uh... I'm dude. I'm laser focused on Broncos Giants. I, I Packers, of course, but I, I don't really care about any other game. I'm I'm really just looking forward to Broncos Giants. I don't even know who else is playing. Like, well, obviously I know the teams are playing, but I don't know who so, their matchup is against. But I, it's Broncos Giants, man, for me. So three twenty five p.m. Dan the man says Browns Chiefs. That's a solid one. Okay, I'm looking for the Patriots Dolphins. That that'll be the good. Winner I, of that game is going to challenge the bills like that's going to happen and, patriots are uh, going to be going to be good listen the patriots were without half their um defense last year because they opted out so that's something to think about but right so we and got, mac, got a little mac bit jones. Of, and then against tua like mac jones was the backup to tua <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some uh, football pregame this morning. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, about was about fantasy football. Uh, we'll talk about it later. All right. You know, one thing that we didn't say at the beginning of the show, but we are, you know, brought to you by Bet Online. Please bet responsibly. Please right, make right, sure right. that you know you have your. Uh, safe word, as it were. You have your limits. Mm-hmm. You have this. Okay, if I hit this, I'm done. Like, be safe with that because that is such right. a slippery slope. Uh, don't take it lightly because those endorphins are no joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm glad what, you what brought that you up. What else you got? I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, well, listen. I, I, obviously, I'm la- I'm laser focused on Broncos Giants just because I was talking so much trash on Twitter, and Giants fans were just just teeing off on me. Even the media in New York was 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 sharing what I was talking about. I mean, so this is this is judgment day for me for sure. But I mean, of course, I'm I'm gonna be catching other games. Absolutely. Now that Brian that Browns Chiefs game, I'm absolutely gonna watch that game. Um, to see obviously how how this Browns offense is going to try to match up the Chiefs. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I want to see Odell go off, but I want to see that because that's uh, what he's on my fantasy couple fantasy teams. So that's it's going to be interesting. But no, nah, man, today's a really relaxed day. Um, you know, I'm glad we had this conversation. It gives me things to think about, but 
I'm just going to relax, watch some football, and 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 just get ready for the week, man. Decompress. Absolutely. How about, how about yourself? I, I got boxes to unpack. Oh, jeez. Oof, oof. I, oof. Well, I just want to get my clothes hung up and put in drawers, <laughs> and then good, right? I won't try to get that done before the Packers, but, you know. <laughs> what, what time do they play? Four o'clock my time, 3.30 your time, so I got time, but. You say four o'clock, four thirty your time? Yep. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So uh Ooh. you know what? Let's have a good week, everybody. Find us at Untap Keg everywhere. Leave us a comment, subscribe, let us know how we're doing. If you have questions, hit us up. If you got guests or if you want to be a guest, hit us up. Uh Untap Keg on Twitter, DMs are open. Untap Keg everywhere. You just Google us, you'll find us. Uh, what do you got, Indeed. Where can they find you? Uh, yeah, man. I'm, uh, real quick before I get to that, yeah, I'm glad you brought up brought up that football. Yeah, I thought I thought we were gonna go for like another thirty minutes, like we did last week. Right. I was like, <laughs> we could talk for so long. Um, and we'll 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 have to do a special where we just sit on for two hours and just bull crap it. You, you know what I was gonna use, but anyways, you guys can find me at Monte Ball twenty eight on Twitter. You guys can find me at Monte Ball on Instagram. Obviously, the Untapped Cake pages as well. Just like what RJ stated, shoot us questions, topics, what have you. I mean, anything, you guys, and we'll bring it up. We got some got some cool stuff we're gonna bring up on next Thursday's show, um, the sports show. But um, we appreciate everybody who tuned in. Appreciate the listeners who are gonna listen to this, and uh, you guys just take care of each other. As what Dave Chappelle said yesterday, last night, as he ended his show, go out of your way to do something nice for somebody who looks nothing like you. That is how we build trust between each other. That is how we build trust within our community. That is how we build trust with our nation. Um, the government can do what they want, can do whatever they want, all the bull crap that they're doing. But as long as if we focus on each other, our peers, our neighbors, protect thy neighbor, you know, we can get through this. So, you guys take care of each other. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. At least if we didn't make it, we tried. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.